there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. Well, Dr. Batar should be on his way. We'll get word on uh, as soon as he's in. You know, we're all waiting in the waiting room. No, we don't wait around. We just carry on with advanced medicine here. Go to robertscottbell.com for links in the show notes. And maybe I'll ask Dr. Batar about the sleep paralysis thing I just ended last hour on. Uh, it was rather, I, probably a lot of people scratching their head if they're new to the Robert Scott Bell show. I, I don't kid around. We talk about healing from a physical level, from an emotional level from a mental level, from a spiritual level, and we do economics and politics too, healing in all areas. And uh, if you can't roll with that, of course, uh, you know, maybe maybe the show's too expansive for you. That's okay. There are other shows that are all about taking drug A to have yeah, to doc, take drug doc, B, C, Dr. D, Manny. Dr. Manny's yeah. over at Fox News. You can right, go yeah, go there, right? <laughs> um, you, you would uh, 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 put something in here, uh, Super Don. What happens during a, a sleep paralysis Issue. This is a, more of a medical uh, description. Is that the body's transition to or from REM sleep is out of sync with the brain, like a hiccup? A person's consciousness is awake while the body remains in a paralyzed sleep state. Was that an actual uh, like a, a, a WebMD response? Where did that one come from? Yeah. Well, actually, I pulled that from uh, Medical News Today, where it okay. kind of goes into you know what it is, and one of the things that it brought up here is that it can be associated with. Uh, uh, clinical depression, mm-hmm. migraines, uh, obstructive sleep apnea can bring it on hypertension and anxiety, which goes along with what you were talking about. That any type of you know stress or anxiety that might be going on yeah. uh, can can trigger that as well. Well, and it, it could open you up to it. Typically, it's a more of a harsh scenario, like an abusive situation that really damaged you emotionally, and it opens up kind of a wound in the emotional body from within. And then there are, you know, again, if you recognize there's more to life than physical bodies, right, Th- that we're spiritual beings, there are entities around us that, uh, you know, could do us harm. Now, I'm not here talking about it's Halloween on the Robert Scott Bell Show. We're, we're asking or answering a serious question about sleep paralysis, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not that. It's just it's a great question for Mark D. last hour. And and I want to acknowledge all the many areas that, that, that this could manifest from. But even a lack of sleep, sleep deprivation can create a scenario where your bodies are not in sync and you are vulnerable. Just like, you know, you could be physically vulnerable when you are weak and you don't have enough silicon in your system. You are vulnerable to wounds, to injuries because you just don't have the physicality of protection. And again, we have emotional stability, the, the love, the vitamin L. And in terms of, of recovery and healing, uh, that that love is like fundamental. It's number one on the list for recovery. When you talk about, you know, even alcoholism, addiction, and, and we've talked a little bit about that over the years, Super Don, you know, you, you, you've uh, talked about that as well. And on some level, it's, it's like a, it's a love deficiency, right, that you would take, take that abuse or give that dish that abuse out to your body with whatever substance it may be. You know, and, and Dr. Batar has talked about that. It's like, you know, why would you make choices that are destructive unless or like the DACA detox or good buddy, Dr. Darrell Wolf talks about that. It's like, do you love yourself enough to give yourself the best or at least be 
open enough to recognize that someone might be trying to give you a gift, direct you, to provide some level of healing. You just don't want to be your own worst enemy to say, no, 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 I can't accept that. I won't accept that. It's not possible. I can't, I can't, I can't, because it sets you up for failure before you even begin. It's like, why even try? And sometimes you just got to kick your own butt until you Mm -hmm. figure it out, right? Yeah, no, and that's life, right? The experience of life. And, you know, I I was allowed to suffer the way I suffered. It's mine. I'm, I'm not comparing it to anybody else's enough to where I made a decision to say, you know what? When offered an opportunity, a new pathway out, hey, how about eating cleaner food? How about detoxifying your liver, right? How about doing, you know, and things that were foreign to me growing up in America, but at that point and moment in time, I had been beaten down enough, and I had asked with, I believe, great sincerity to God or the Creator, whatever you want to perceive it to be, that I really wanted help, sincerely. Not just, hey, uh, can you take my pain away because I just don't want to deal with it, right? It's like, no, I'm willing to confront. What do I got to do? What do I got to learn, right? And, you know, for many people, they're confronted with it, like cancer diagnosis, and then you say, hey, would you be willing to eat cleaner food, like go more organic, right? Oh, no, 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 that's not, that's just too much. Okay, well, someone like me or even Dr. Batar might say, well, I'd love to help you, but, you know, you're not even going to meet me part way to do what is what I perceive and what my experience has shown is necessary for recovery. So these are the kind of things that, you know, advanced medicine takes into consideration as well with Dr. Batar. It's not all about the body chemistry, even though we acknowledge persistent organic pollutants, heavy metals and things like that, and mineral deficiencies, the displacement issue. But there's that first starting point, and Dr. Batar said it well, belief, that starting point. you got to believe you can get well. And sometimes you're beaten down so so close to, to death's door or even beyond it and come back, and you're like, I don't believe anymore. And then no one can help you, right? That's a tough place to be, especially, you know, if, you, if one of your loved ones is there and you want to you wanna shake them and say, you can do, this is what you got to do, and, but they don't have the life force. The vital force is just so weak in those people. And, and that's where homeopathy is brilliant. That's where energy medicine is brilliant. That's when just love prayer you know thy will be done to to allow the best to happen whatever that might be and we know that some people say life is a terminal disease it doesn't mean you get out with a physical body intact but we live on beyond that and so you know the controversy of when i say the power to heal is yours will somebody say well my my grandpa he wasn't able to heal himself right he's he passed away well look i have my dad passed away he made choices but even if he made all the best choices in the world eventually the physical body is, you know, we aren't meant to have it forever and ever, ever. Some might have a different theology that would say differently. That's okay. But uh, evidence aside, what we look back is that people move on. Souls move on. And some come back, perhaps, if it depends on how you're looking at things. So anyway, Jason, let me know when Dr. Batar is on or if he's just been secretly listening to me and then wants to chime in because uh, we're doing advanced medicine with or without him because he's a busy, busy man. The doctor. So, so yeah. uh, mm-hmm. remedies. Yes. Remedies to uh, try and help out with sleep paralysis rather, I mean, obviously dealing with anxiety, um, improving your sleep situation, getting better sleep would be probably a couple of the obvious things, right? Well, healing the emotional wounds there. And how do you do that? Right. I mean, sometimes it's a talk therapy. It's a, it's a, you know, therapy sessions. Sometimes it's looking at the work of Bruce Lipton and others that have worked with him that are more energetic belief oriented uh, recovery protocols. Sometimes it, you know, maybe massive psychotherapy. I don't perceive that uh, SSRIs are really ever a good option. I recognize they're, they should be a last, 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 last-ditch effort when nothing else is helping. But so many people said, well, nothing else helped. And you ask them, hey, did you do homeopathy? Did you clean up your diet? Did you check the heavy metals? Did you chelate? No, 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 no. So I say, well, you really didn't do everything and nothing worked. You know, there's so much more. 
Now, I can't fault somebody because they didn't know, because most of us in the West, in America, we've been blinded by a history that has been altered, has been erased and rewritten so that we don't know that there are holistic, natural, safe options. You know, even a, how much a better diet can impact you. Now, it may be prayerful meditation. It may be the chanting or the singing of a sacred word. You know, we've talked about We've talked about the hue. We, we've talked about going into prayer. We've talked about you know seeking out someone who who has uh, you know a very uplifting impact on you, a religious leader that you perceive, and these things can help. Doctor Batar, are you with us? Yes, I am, Robert. We're taking advanced medicine into the spiritual realm right now. I hope you don't mind. That's the place where it's supposed to be. I know, I know you love that, and I loved getting there with you. We because last hour we had a, a listener call in and ask about sleep paralysis. And we talked about it on many levels. And, you know, in fact, I talked about it in terms of addictions and even drugs that can puncture, you know, your auric fields, your energy fields, your emotional fields to make you vulnerable for attack from without. And, uh, you know, it's fascinating because, you know, there are medical explanations that talk about REM sleep and they'll talk about things. And maybe that's part of it, too, to explain. But what they're not typically explaining are those more spiritual sides of our reality. And these are sometimes not given the emphasis that they should or the importance that they should be given when you're looking at the complete picture. Um, some of these things are considered esoteric or they're considered mm-hmm. metaphysical or they're, you know, they're minimized. But uh, this goes right along the, um, the importance of, for example, things like miasms. And right. I know that's beyond the scope right. of the radio show, but <laughs> these are really important components that we need to be, or people are seeking to be aware that they exist, and then start looking at it. For example, if a person's been ill, they've, despite no matter where they go, wherever the different types of healers that they've seen, and they haven't been able to get a result, sometimes it's these energetic patterns, the spiritual aspects, some of these other aspects that you just described that could be actually holding the person in that pattern and without even them knowing it, no matter what you do, until you address that underlying causation, it's not going to be resolved. Yeah, and it, it's a wild thing to consider, too, because obviously this is not something that's taught in medical school when we talk about some of the spiritual components of, of disease or addiction or the concepts of, of, of even uh, entities that may you know, energetically latch on to you and, and drive you toward a, a certain behavior that is self-destructive, whether it be alcoholism or other things. But again, this is where we got to take mind, body, spirit very seriously, that we're more than just physical bodies. There are spiritual aspects to creation, to life that lend itself energetically to a whole other world that is not taught in traditional university-type classes. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Robert. And when people say, well, that's ridiculous you know, to have an entity that holds on to you, but let's think about it for a second. We've all encountered a person that we meet that in maybe in a social setting, and they literally drain us of our energy. And we've also met people the opposite extreme, that you could have had the worst day, but you just walk into this person's presence and you feel lighter, you feel brighter, you feel more energized. And so these are, these are the same type of things we're talking about, where another person's energy affects your energy. So it becomes very important on learning how to ground yourself so that you're mm-hmm. not as susceptible to other people's energies, negative or, you know, of course, positive is a good thing. And you sure. also want to make yourself into that point that you're the one who's energizing other people and not sapping their energy. Sometimes people don't <laughs> yes. even realize it, but we're leaching other people's energies. That's right. Indeed. And, and, you know, we've talked about the healer's dilemma. You know, early on in a, in a healer's career, whether there be a medical doctor or another form of a doctor, that, you know, you might, with great compassion, want to help everybody that comes to you, and you learn the hard way that there are certain people that are really not coming to you for help. They claim it, but, in fact, they are sucking the energy from you to maintain 
their disease state because of the attention that they get from it, which is a harsh reality to get to. But it's like you realize, oh, my gosh, at that point, I am no good to them. In fact, they're only going to be harmful to me. And therefore, nobody gets help and we all end up worse for wear. All right. This is Advanced Medicine. This is where we get to talk about healing, not only physically, but emotionally, mentally. Yes, spiritually, occasionally, economically and politically as well. Dr. Rasha Batar is here. You can find him linked in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Go directly to Dr. Batar, B-U-T-T-A-R. We got loads more healing topics to go, including eating more fat to lose weight. And an appendicitis, does it automatically mean you have to remove the body part? You're listening to The Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Bell Show. on bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom. Here's Robert. Yeah, I love it when we go, you know, right to the deepest layers of healing. And Dr. Batar, we you kind of, just so funny, I, I don't have to be here. You mirrored exactly what I had said earlier about uh, the energies that we feel for those that say, oh, that's kind of crazy what you're saying about sleep paralysis. It's just the physiological thing. There's so much more to life than physiology. And, you know, you just go into a room, you find people, you get wise to it, hopefully, so you don't suffer from those who are uh, inadvertent or purposeful uh, an- energy leeches, right? This is not an uncommon, you know, thing to talk about, but uh, so important if you want to help people to not get trapped in a, a relationship like that. Yeah, and it's actually something that becomes very evident when you're dealing with uh, patients that have cancer and you've got uh, you know, half a dozen or a dozen patients that you're treating and they're in the same uh, IV suite with each other four to seven hours every day, Monday through Friday for four weeks minimum, and these people start to form a relationship and you can see the energetics and how one person can bring down the entire group because of their negativity, their um persona, their impression of the perception of what's going on around them, mm-hmm. and, um, and you can see the opposite, too. You know, you can have one person that can raise everybody else's uh, energies and spirit. So it is a very important thing to talk about. Yeah, and speaking of energy, I mean, there's science to validate what we're talking about. Perhaps it's in a little different light, but there's a scientific study relates to doctors who are happy, who are burnt out, and it happens to be today's... Moment of Duh. What are you people? On dope? <laughs> Amalgamated Association of Morons. Local 6 and 7 8. You're crazy! What is your major malfunction? Yes, today's Moment of Duh brought to you by Happy Doctors. Yes, that does exist, but they're the ones that find meaning in their work. And guess what? According to the science, they're less likely to feel burnout. Dr. Batar. Well, I can just summarize it in the words of Confucius, who said that pick a job that you'll love and you'll never work a day in your life. It, yeah, it's, it's just a very directed thing. And the thing is, this, could, this study could have been written about just humans in general. You know, humans who find a meaning in their life are less likely to feel burned out or depressed. You know, fill in the blank here. And yet it's so it's so basic to everything, and, it, and it's energy. Because when you are doing something you just loathe or, or just really it doesn't light your heart up, right? It doesn't set your heart afire. 
eventually that fire goes out because it's not what you're supposed to be doing. You know, unless you believe that you're here purposefully to suffer in trudgery and drudgery. Exactly. The thing is that we're all meant to grow. If we weren't growing, then there's no purpose in life. And where growth stops, decay sets in. So if you're not growing and you're not expanding and you're not evolving, then by definition you're regressing and you're decaying and you're dying. And if that's what's happening, that's why these people get burned out because they're they're not thriving, they're not growing, they're not evolving, they're not you know perpetuating themselves to the next level. And the absence of that, there's people seem to think this is similar to with health. So let's just take this away from um, doctors and and you know what, what you're talking about, the ones with burnout. Let's just apply this to health for a second. Sure. And I don't want to go off on a tangent, Robert, but this, this becomes important. So if you look at a a scale, people see one side as healthy, and the opposite extreme they see not healthy, okay? Or they see absence of disease. And I think we've talked about this show before. So they see disease on one side and the absence of disease on the other side, and they say the absence of disease is health. Well, it's not. Health is not the absence of disease. Health is thriving and, and growing. The absence of disease is actually the middle portion. The, uh, the one extreme is disease. The opposite end of the uh, spectrum is health. Right. The middle is the absence of disease. But people being lit up. think, yeah. that's right, they, people, exactly, being lit up is health. People seem to think that the absence of disease is health, and that is not accurate. So this, right. this is a perception thing you have to start looking at. And so it's the same thing when we come back to the doctor's job satisfaction. They think, well, I'm not dissatisfied, but it's not lighting their heart up. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. If you're not growing, by definition, you're decaying. Think about that energy thing you talked about, like going into a room, finding a person that's just drawing the energy down. Imagine going into your doctor's office, whoever that might be, and how do you feel? Do you do you go in and immediately your energy is drained, or do you go in and you're just somehow uplifted and, and really – and that's not to say all healing, as we've talked about, is pleasant. There's some tough stuff, but the energy. Feel the energy, folks. Sense the energy. And it, it'll it'll uh, it'll steal you right. I recognize we still have to learn the language, especially if you grew up on junk food. We've got a story about that. And uh, well, if we bring you to this advanced medicine, you'll know your heart will be happier because you'll be empowered. If not, not only to take control and care of your life, but hopefully to find those that will help you to do the same if you need the help. We'll be back with more powerful healing. Doctor Rasha Batar is here. Advanced Medicine Monday, and the links are up in the show notes. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Making sense out of medical propaganda. Here's Robert. All right, here we are with Dr. Batar doing advanced medicine as we do each week. And, uh, gosh, we've got loads of stories to hit. This one is probably one of the more stunning stories, although not unexpected, not even surprising to us. Uh, but more information coming out as we get more uh, analysis done of vaccines from around the world uh, and getting into the details of what's present in them versus what they claim is present in them. You know, one of the things we've been saying for years is that the mercury-free vaccines are not free of mercury. And we stand by that, and every time they, they analyze these things, we are, you know, confirmed in what we've said because the base components are preserved with mercury. It's just that they don't add extra at the end, and they could say they're mercury-free. But this new uh, lab test results we have up uh, linked in the show notes, 
uh, showing, for instance, one of the most shocking things about uh, the HPV vaccine, which has mercury as an adjuvant to aggravate the um, the immune system for the production of antibodies, and it was double the amount of uh, aluminum that they said was on the label. Double. That's not. It's not minor. It's bad enough at the level they claimed it was in, but to double it. Yeah, and it's actually that's that's one very disturbing thing. But it's got um, a lot of other metals in there that have no business. I mean, uh, I was looking for mercury, and I said, "Well, there's no mercury here." But then they've actually got here the quicksilver. Yeah, this is a German. It's uh, all in German, so they have to translate it. So it says Q U E C K A L I B E R. Quick, quick liber is actually translated to quicksilver, which is mercury. Right. It was present, obviously, and um, there's a lot of other metals in here. Cadmium. Um, I didn't see lead. Did you see lead? Uh, not on this list, I didn't. But but they had uh, nickel, which we know is a carcinogen yep. as well. And, and the other thing that I've been hearing about are these unknown components, these combinations that were never found in nature, as if they had been through like a smelter or something that burned them, and then they're at nanoparticle status, but so pro-inflammatory and, and so in, uh, incapable of being easily detoxified because it's such a foreign material beyond even what we would know as a heavy metal. Yeah, exactly. So some of the combinations of the metals, the ones that are known, in fact, there was only one study that I know of that was done to look at the synergistic destructive natures of these metals, and they had only looked at the, the three big ones, the lead, mercury, and cadmium. And an LD1 of lead, um, I know, Robert, we've talked about this before, but I'll just repeat it. An LD1 of lead, enough lead to kill one out of 100 people, and an LD1 of mercury, enough mercury to kill out of one out of 100 people. If you put it in the same 100 people, it'll have an LD100. It'll kill all 100 people. So that's pretty amazing that enough lead that'll kill just one out of 100, enough mercury to kill one out of 100, put them both in the same population of 100 people, it'll kill all 100. That's how destructive these things are. So that's 100-fold, which is a 10,000% increase in the damaging effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not minor. So when we look at these things, and you know, there's some level of controversy with what we've talked about, like Vax from Cover Up to Catastrophe, which is a, a great documentary film, and it points out main story is the whistleblower. But it's, you know, the way that RFK Jr. and the folks around the film are going about it is they keep saying they're not anti-vaccine, which we understand because we say we're not anti-vaccine per se with the concept of safely stimulating some level of antibody response. That's okay. We're not opposed to that. But the way that vaccines are done today, it's very difficult to be pro-vaccine. If we talk about the way it's done today, because to be pro-vaccine is to be completely against scientific science, I shall say, in terms of safety. And there's no there's no defensible way you can argue that we should be introducing these heavy metals via injection, much less ingestion, but we know there's going to be some that way. Well, you see, what the problem here, Robert, is that you're applying an argument that follows logic. Oh, yeah, oops. And, and so that's, that's the fallacy right there. That's, that's your first mistake. The second thing is we have to also look at was what is the um, agenda here. So... When an investigator tries to solve a crime, they are looking at what the motive is, right? So people think the motive here is money and power. Well, maybe that's not the motive. And we've talked about, we believe, at least I believe, and I think you believe that far more sinister than that. And so when you start looking at it, if it really is far more sinister and and goes beyond power because they have all the power and the money because they have all the money, so where, what is really the motivation here? If the motivation is really more sinister where it's dumbing down the population or human population control, which there's no other logical explanation to put in known poisons into 
into the human system and then say, oh, wait a second, it's not enough that we're doing it. We're not killing off the people fast enough and doing it at one year of age. Just start doing it earlier on in life. And then let's increase the concentration. And then let's increase the types to make sure that we hit all the different poisons to make sure we can shut down different systems. I mean, you know, some people would say that's ridiculous and, you know, you're being irresponsible. But I'm not being irresponsible because anybody with a logical mind that would, you know, start to go through this in a judicious manner would have to come to the same conclusion that it makes absolutely no sense. It defies all logic. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it's kind of absurd to have to say, well, you're, 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 you're off at the deep end because you're using logic, of course. Uh, but those that are arguing for this injection or these injections are logic deficient because uh, there are no studies determining safety, much less real efficacy. Because as we've said, even if, even if, you can prove um, the production of an antibody. We know immunology and immunologists who have said that's not sufficient necessarily. You can have an antibody to a given disease and still succumb to it because the process of the immune system isn't just identification. It's much more than that. That's exactly right. And here's the other thing. Now that we, if people are saying, well, you know, there's a, there's a different argument here, you know, there's an opposing argument to what you guys are saying and, and the other people on the other side say X, Y, and Z, and this is what their perspective is, and this is a controversial issue, and I'm saying that with quotes, then tell me this, why is it that the media keeps on saying the same thing, and now it took Kennedy and De Niro with this $100,000 challenge to any journalist that can prove that thimerosal or mercury is safe in human vaccines, to show just one study, and everybody is so vehemently denying the existence of the thousands, if, well, I don't know, it's thousands, <laughs> but it's got to be in the thousands, definitely in the hundreds of the studies that have been done to show the detrimental effect of thimerosal and mercury in vaccines. But they're just saying $100,000 to show us one that shows us safe. And, of course, the mainstream medical community and the mainstream um, um, media community doesn't talk about that part. So then if I am being illogical and being you know, too extravagant or too extreme in my viewpoint that this is human population control, then why is it that the media and the medical community keep on defending this so vehemently when there's no evidence to support them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's just an amazing thing. Again, lack of logic. Now, if we talk about the media and we talk about the term fake news, I look around the world that any mainstream uh, sources that covered the $100,000 challenge completely ignored really what the challenge is. They completely made up what the movie was about. They all say it's about defending Andrew Wakefield, right? And it wasn't. It was about the whistleblower at the CDC. They don't even acknowledge what the movie is about. So you begin to say when Donald Trump talks about the mainstream media being fake news, he's not exaggerating. I could, I could show you example after example just in the medical or, or uh, uh, you know, immunological realm when it comes to vaccines that there is no mainstream outlet that I see that will consistently or maybe ever report honestly and with logic about what the issue really is. And if they do, if there is a journalist that actually steps out of the box and actually does this, they become under the gun. They get threatened by their own organization or they get sacked or they get uh, demoted or they, they have to pay some kind of consequence. Yeah, exactly. Cheryl Atkinson, who was there at the uh, press conference at the National Press Club, had to leave, was you know basically forced out of CBS because she began to realize that the CDC was not being truthful in its reporting, for instance, on flu, back in the swine flu cases, that they weren't even testing people anymore. And yet they kept exaggerating the numbers so that they would drive more people 
into the arms of physicians with needles in their arms uh, for vaccination purposes. So uh, the agendas are clear. As you said, they're probably much more nefarious than we like to discuss, but we have to acknowledge that when it, when the bulk of the uh, profession that should be responsible to do no harm is blindly participating in the delivery. And Cheryl Atkinson, as an example, um, you know, Cheryl has interviewed me twice uh, at once, at the uh, CBS World News tonight, once at the Congressional uh, Subcommittee hearing. Well, actually, it was actually a press conference that I went to in D.C. after my testimony, so I think it was in 2005 or 2006. And Cheryl's uh, brother is actually um, osteopathic physician to be the DO as well. And she was coming to this conclusion on her own as she was investigating it. But as you said, once she got to a certain point, and, you know, she's always reported in controversial things, and she's not been afraid to go where other people are afraid to go, but this vaccine thing, it, it was just so blatant. And it's not just Cheryl Atkinson. There's many other perhaps lesser-known uh, journalists that have had the same issue. In fact, I've, I treated a child of a journalist. I can't say who she is, but she actually was a colleague of uh, Cheryl Atkinson, and she actually came to us because of that piece that Cheryl had done. And then she herself um, went through the trials and tribulations, you know, first visit, crying, couldn't imagine what life would be. Um, like if her son could actually talk. Fast forward two years, you know, son's back to being neurotypical. I reminded her of that. She cries again. What's the next step? Everything's done. And she said, I can't, I can't be, I can't go back into the media. She can't, she couldn't mm-hmm. work anymore in the media. And because of what she would have to do, it's almost like selling your soul. And I've had pharmaceutical reps, same type of situation. I've had three or four pharmaceutical reps that were treat, uh, that had children with autism. And after the children had resolved. They just couldn't go back into that same profession. So there is an yeah. awakening, even within the even within the opposition, if you will. There's an awakening. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to necessarily fight them. That's the point. When you you understand your better kung fu, your art of war, or beyond, you realize that they are uh, so without merit that if you just withdraw your support, your energy, all of that, and we've talked about the idea of glomming in energy, that they have nothing left to work with because it's all artificial. It's based on what it steals from you. And, you know, case in point, what have they stolen from you? Well, they've sold you in the 20th century into the 21st that, that, that fake fat and uh, refined carbohydrates with loads of synthetic chemicals are the same thing as real food. And in the South Pacific Rim, uh, the, the Vanuatu is now trying to desperately ban the importation of junk food because their obesity rates are just ridiculous for, uh, you know, an island nation that could produce most of its own food in that uh, beautiful land. And then we have another story here about a woman, and this is in America, I believe, that lost 77 pounds by eating more fat, you know, more real food. Imagine that, eating food, including fat, and you lose weight. Again, confirming the things we've been reporting on for many years. Well, fats are so important for every aspect of life. You know, we talk about cholesterol. Let's let's even look at cholesterol. We'll just drop it down again, not to digress from the topic of fats, but when we start talking about fats, we, then we start to looking at Fat is always associated with high, high uh, cholesterol. And cholesterol is the most important ingredient in the body. It is integri- the integrity of the cell membranes is essential and dependent upon the level of cholesterol in your body. All sex hormones, the first of all sex hormones, comes from cholesterol. So fats are very important, and if we don't get the right fats, we are devoid of nutrition. Exactly. So very important here. That's why you tune in each and every week to Advanced Medicine with Dr. Rasha Bittar to learn the things that the old media will eventually stumble on and they'll stub their toe and say, darn it, we can't do that again. (laughs) So keep coming back here. We'll get you the good information. And we'll also talk about a way to address uh, serious infections, maybe without surgery. The revolution will be broadcast. 
The Robert Scott Bell Show. Rocking the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. If you can't get enough of Dr. Roger Bittar, and let's face it, who can? You can get more by going to medicalrewind.com. Medicalrewind.com. Hundreds and hundreds of hours of us uh, chatting together about advanced medicine over many years now, and it's a lot of fun we have together. Also, of course, archives available through our syndicator, GCN, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, UK Health Radio, Red State Radio, as well as SoundCloud. You can find that at robertscottbell.com. Now, Dr. Pitar, I had to interrupt because we were going to break, but you were talking about fat. People might still scratch their head and go, it doesn't make any sense. How is it that you eat more fat? Suddenly you're going to lose 77 pounds, as in the case of this woman. Right. So this is a component, and I know, Robert, you understand this subject very, very uh, intimately, um, but you know that People can eat very healthy and get very fat because their thought of what healthy is is not congruous with what reality is. So the best way to explain this for the average individual so you understand how it works physiologically, the body has, the fat is like a stored form of energy. So people that are not consuming enough fat or they think that by going on a low-fat diet they're actually doing themselves um, benefit because they're uh, going to accumulate less fat. But think of it this way. If there is, if you're in the desert and you don't have enough water, what does the body do to the water that's within itself? It conserves it, right? So if, you, if you're going to urinate in the desert and you're not getting enough water, is your urine going to be more diluted or is it going to be more concentrated? Oh, it's going to be super concentrated because it's going to try to, you know, conserve every bit of water that you have in your body. Exactly. So what happens now is when a person is trying to diet and they're not eating fat, especially the good healthy fats, the body sees it as starvation mode, and what does it do? It holds on to the fat because it's trying to preserve itself for longer and more darker days because you're in a, you're in a starvation mode. Just like the, you would in the desert, the body's going to conserve and hold on to the water. That's why your urine becomes more concentrated. If you're not getting good healthy fats, your body's going to go into preservation, self-preservation mode, and it's going to try to store all the fat and, and, and put every piece of nutrition that comes in that it can't store as fat as fat, so you actually hold on to fat. If you really want to get rid of fat, the best way to do is have healthy fats and an exercise program, reduce your carbohydrate intake, and this is why this person gained a lean body mass and lost 77 pounds of fat by eating a fat diet. Now, I'm not saying mm-hmm. the bad fats. We're not talking about going out and having McDonald's and you know, French fries um, in, um, in high that, that's not those aren't that's not the right type of fat. We're talking about right. the nuts and and the lean meats and uh, yeah. you know the the legumes and that type of stuff. Yeah, well, even even the meats, if it's coming from a grass fed source that have more yeah. fat than than the lean, are still going to deliver healthy uh, benefits to you. Again, we all got to find out our metabolism and our needs, and that was a question earlier in the in the show last hour. We talked about what how much protein do you need? It's a very complex question. We, we gave you the basics. Also, hey, we have a comment from Carl who's listening live right now. Uh, he says he heard your comments about the sleep paralysis this evening. Uh, he says, I've had about twenty, had it for about 20 to 30 years. I have it less frequently than before, but one thing I have noticed is it seems to manifest itself a day or two after a weekend of heavy drinking. Interesting, mm-hmm. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, and one, he's, he says, one way I've managed to prevent it from happening 
is by putting on some earbuds with meditation music or commentary. Again, you want to uplift, you want to heal, again, soothing things, but that confirms, again, the injuries that take place with uh, abuse of body, for instance. Right, and that's uh, I'm glad that he wrote that in. Another way they could maybe reduce the effects is by not having those heavy drinking weekends. But Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, right. Robert, just to finish, that, not to change subjects, we're kind of bouncing around a little bit, so for those sure. who think that we orchestrate and plan this, they know that we don't, because we're loose associations and jumping back and forth, but when you talked about the lean um, lean meats and the grass-fed meats, you know, the, yep. the grass-fed meats are going to be better. Well, that's because of conjugated lime lake acid and some of these, again, essential fats that are so yes. important. And, and the types of fats that we're talking about, for example, coconut fat, butter, butter is excellent, ghee, which is clarified butter, um, avocados, for example, you know, very high concentration of fat, one of the healthiest fats. Um, we talked about off the air a little bit about some of the nuts, the macadamia Macadamias, nuts yes. Yeah, high uh, cardiovascular uh, benefits and uh, anti-carcinogenic. So there's so many different types of uh, fats that are essential. Now, the one thing you don't want to do is consume so much fat and then not have any activity. Right. You do need to have... It's energy. It's high energy. Exactly, exactly. So you need to have some way of giving giving that ability for the body to burn up some of the fat. But anyway, I thought those were important things to mention. Very, very important. Listen, we didn't get to the appendicitis story, but the, the basically they're claiming they can use antibiotics and not have to do surgery. If that's the case, why can't they use silver? Why can't they use homeopathy? Well, the fact is they can. They just don't know how, although in India they do to some degree. Listen, we got to take a break. Be back next week with Dr. Batar. I'll be back tomorrow. Dr. Batar, let them know what they need to know because they need to know it. The power to heal is unequivocally yours. Yeah. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Robert Scott Bell Show.